It is Kill Radio, DJ Chicken Leather. Whoa, I sound like I'm in a tunnel today. Anyway, um, yeah, Bike Talk. Uh, I'm here at the Kill Radio studios. If you want to give me a call, 213-252-0998. 213-252-0998. The, the, uh, what do they say, the phone lines are open? Oh, God, I sound like I'm in some sort of uh, telethon. Anyway, uh, lots of stuff going on, including if you're looking for a ride. Um, I, I happen by to just do um, a quick uh, sign-in and tell people I was heading over to the Treats ride, the, the Treats and Beats ride that's meeting in Silver Lake at 11 a.m. over at the Natural Mine parking lot. This is a little bit of happiness that's due us. Uh, I think we created our own happiness, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But uh, one of the things that I have to say we have to create our own happiness is because out of all this uh, mess that's happened in the week, and in case you don't know, uh, some of the verdicts finally came down in Lewis's case. Lewis, who, uh, in case you didn't know, um, was hit by a drunk motorist. And, uh, well, you're going to hear more about that shortly. Uh, Kill Radio was one of the media outlets that was there on Tuesday in uh, Beverly Hills collecting this. And while uh, we'd love to say that uh, my natural, uh, there you go, my natural voice is like this. It is not. Uh, the mics here are under repair. So uh, feel free to uh, comment that in a minute. It is bike talk. Usually they play some delinering kind of bike quote-unquote themed song at the beginning of this, but we're, we're going to um, skip that and go right to uh, a little bit of um, what was Lewis's friend reading this. There was a lot of people out to support him in uh, Beverly Hills at the courthouse on Tuesday. Hold on. It was called The Blood In. And now that I have all the knobs right, let's see if we can't do this. It is Kill Radio. Wait, wait, we've got a magnifying glass if you want to. That's really cool. Do you like that? Will yes. that help you out? Yes, that will. Okay. That's a little, okay. It's a little funny, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's funny, but it works. Eh? Yeah. John, please keep this in handy in case you read today, just in case. Hello to all of you. I want to let you all know that I appreciate all who have written here today. I would be here with you today, but my physical condition prevents it. Because... So this, just to preface this, this is Lewis's friend who uh, came uh, right before he went to work. He thought it was that important. Uh, he sort of delayed work, and a lot of people did. We saw Lars. We saw other people that, that work in the neighborhood or live in the neighborhood come down. I know that Ron came down, uh, who's big with the uh, Greensters. He lives in, in and you're going to hear him too. This is the um, the bike protest on, in well, let me just preface this. We're in front of the Beverly Hills Municipal Courthouse. I guess it's still L.A. County, technically. And here we go, once again, the reading his text message. Judges have, have to be creative with their sentences these days. Judge, Judge Fox was creative to put Miss Madavi in her own prison. She did more for her behavior than her, he did more for her behavior, correction, than her parents in the last two years of her driving career. I and my family have accepted the sentence no matter how we protest it. The sentence will not change. I need to accept and move on to gaining a face and teeth. I do believe that laws need to change for hit and runs and major body damage. Please work with you to sign our petitions and find someone to help us. 
All our love and blessings to the Bacham and Garfinkel families, pronounced right at, the, at their time too. Be cyclists for safety and teach cars to share the road with people and bikes. There would be no overcrowding in prisons if people took responsibility for their actions. It all starts there. Would you like to zoom in on this by any chance? I don't know. Actually, uh, sure. I, it's an iPhone. Yeah, yes, once again, the I, ubiquitous nature of the well, iPhone. He just wants his message to be media made. out he there. He wants to be here uh -huh. uh, with you guys, but he just can't make it. It's highly unfortunate. Well, that's, that's great. Actually, I, I want to commend you. What's your name, sir? I'm Jonathan Edelman. Jonathan. I'm, I'm noticing the attire, and I, I'm just going to go out on a wild goose chase. Do you, do you, I'm you a cook? glorified cook. I do cook. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Where do you cook, or where are you uh, learning? I'm in culinary school right now. Where, where at? Uh, Cordon Bleu in Pasadena. Oh, that's a, that's a nice Right school. now I'm on sick leave. I've had some major health issues. All right. We we work out, uh, we volunteer out at the bike oven, and anytime you want to bring by Bikes your... Bikes and ovens. Your, I like this idea. Your, I love this yes, idea. Yes, absolutely. Anytime you want Unfortunately, I don't have a life right now, but I would love to as soon as I do get a life again. All right. Wait. I'm originally a West Sider, but I live in Pasadangerous. <laughs> you guys can come bike to me or take the metro if you get tired. Actually, we might do that. We're going to come out there. I think and you're on my... I'm not sure if you're on my Facebook. But my, but my address is on it. Well, the, the reason I bring I live it up right in the metro station. I live 300 feet away. Oh, there you go. Well, the reason I, I live bring 100 this, feet away from the metro station platform. Actually, we bring this up is I want to commend you for coming out here. Your friend's not here yet. You showed up to read it. He statement. couldn't. That's he would fantastic. love to make it. He couldn't even come out here. He's he's sleeping. I talked to him 30 minutes ago. He's he's in so much pain right now. Uh -huh. He has seizure issues. He has he has painkiller. He has pain issue. Major uh -huh. pain issues. He's in a world of pain right now. All it's right. very unfortunate, but he cannot physically make he cannot physically make it. He has good days and bad days, as uh, if he was a cancer patient uh -huh. on chemotherapy or radiation. He has really good days, but he has really good he has really bad days. It's just difficult for him to make it. Well, we can only hope that he that he gets well, and we send our best wishes. But as I said, I want to commend you and um, welcome you to come over to the oven. You can bring by. Do they grade you on a on an ABC scale or anything? Yeah, they. Oh, you can, can bring by anything you want. No, no, no. We'll I only it. give you top food. I only give you guys <laughs> top food. You're well, like, think I, he's laughing over here, like, yeah, yeah. I want the D minuses too. Yeah, yeah. We know what no, they put in. You don't want things. the D minus. You don't want to know what some students <laughs> cook in that school. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming out. I'm joking here. It looks like you're no. going to rush off in any No, no, no. I'm going to try and stay with you guys as much as I can. I mean, we all need to, we all need to work together. We all want this. We, we, Louis would personally prefer that this happened after the case. Would it personally yeah. prefer that this happened after the civil case. But, uh, but like a lot of things bike-related, it, it, there's no they, it's they bike strike time. when they. Uh, there's a lot of anger in the community. There's the a lot of people iron that is hot. Yeah. frustration. The iron's hot. Yeah. I mean, we could really go with this right now, potentially. I mean, even the police bike bicyclists came out to join us. I don't know if they joined us as much to make sure that we're not as you know rowdy. I, and I feel like they're on their. Things. I think we're free. They're secretly on our kinda, side. Kind of uh, They got to do their job, but they're secretly on our side. You know. All right. Well, a lot of us are just, just here doing some uh, bike maintenance. <laughs> well, as bicyclists should. Right. I'd ride here, but I just don't have time. I well, that's, have to go. that's okay. You I never have to, to apologize. People, you have no idea how many people pull me aside and say, I'm sorry for taking the bus. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm not your confessor. Uh, but I ride to school I'll, every other day on my bike, even though it's only a mile commute. I used to bike 30 miles a day as a commuter cyclist. Well, I'm, I'm seeing some other members of my, my independent media well, showing up here. Look at this. Where do you post your independent media? I, well, we... I think that's a different one, but that's okay. 
Oh wait, you're right. <laughs> Case you are W. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. This might be. This might be friends of ours. I. I. We should. Yeah. For those of you out money? there that think that we don't post, we we really do post around. Um, and uh, as luck would have it, this Saturday, Sunday, uh, starting about 7:30 out at the bike oven. It's going to be dark, but we found a way to get it dark inside the room there over at the bike oven at 3706. Uh, we're going to be presenting some of this video and also uh, some of, um, hopefully we can get to digitizing it. Last night's uh, uh, reoccurring uh, visit to the same Beverly Hills Courthouse as part of Critical Mass for yet part two of the Blood In. However, having said that, <laughs> I, um, I went home to get the other camera. Isn't that how it always is? You're charging batteries, and as I speak, yes, I have the battery being charged as we speak here uh, for the Treats and Beats ride that's uh, going to be starting, as we mentioned, uh, in about a half an hour over at Maltman and Sunset. We're going to try and catch the beginning of this, so um, we might be putting this on... Um, Let's just say automatic and rushing back. It is Kill Radio, uh, chicken leather in for the. Well, you know, we we got to explain this because a lot of people don't know where Nick is. Nick is actually overseas with his kids. They won. I I don't know if it was a state or national wide uh, contest, but they won uh, with his debate team the right to debate in, of all places, Copenhagen. So Bike Friendly Copenhagen hosted, I guess, the international debate team um, for, and he'll probably tell you more about it later on, um, for the UN. So who, who could ask for anything more? Of course, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Chicken Leather, I'm, I'm talking like he's a third person, myself, uh, went out with the kids as they uh, tried to bring some issues about global warming uh, to the mayor's attention before he went over to, uh, let's just say, Copenhagen on his own back then for, I guess it was some sort of summit. It's kind of funny because one of the questions we did pose to him is, is he offsetting his carbon? And um, that was never kind of stated. But we're, we're happy to see in some sort of offset way that uh, the mayor is offsetting his carbon, but maybe uh, right now he's recuperating. Because we heard he went over the bars when uh, a cab driver cut him off. More about that hopefully on uh, a later edition of Bike Talk or uh, Talk is Still Cheap, which we hear here from 6 to 8. But enough with the shelling. Let's get back to, that's right, the courthouse on Tuesday. And um, at this point, we even care about our friends and their cars, too. Oh, okay. I was told that I could prove, I was told I think it's fine. He, he, he's actually being towed for, for specialists. There you go. There's there's a little bit of art to enrich us. A Alexander Calder stable. And it looks like they've got a little, they're doing a little road work around it, it looks like. Maybe they're putting a bypass Maybe through the artwork. The they should put a bike lane in the middle of the street <laughs> and help these side lanes. All right, you're just too radical. We're just going to pull you over right now. Just stop that. Stop that. We can't have bike lanes. We can't have things in the middle of the really? road. We That's can't? just ridiculous. Screw it. I'm moving to Europe. <laughs> I came from Fairfax and Beverly. Where did you come from? I work on the street, but I heard that there's a group of people coming from the park. So I want to I just wanted to hug and say hi. You're out here? Yes. Very nice to see you supporting. We have to support Birdman. Supporting right. us. I see other people supporting. 
supporting the cause here. Did you, how far did you come today? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Wow. So West Sider coming out to. This is probably the farthest you ever get. Actually, I live out in Hollywood. Oh, so so you get further. I stretch. Further. Yeah, I stretch oh, all the way down. That's good. Well, these are all bike issues. Somebody was saying that maybe the 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 police here are actually in support of some of the bike issues. Actually, seen it happen today in the morning. Yeah. Coming down uh, right up the street. What what happened? Uh, the guy in front of me was coming down. Uh-huh. Got cut off. No lights, Ooh. no nothing. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, I've, I've had some, let's just say, altercations in the last couple of days that let me come out here and support this thing. So it's nice to see you. What was your name? Chris. Chris, nice to see you. Chicken leather. Hope to, hope to see you do it. Watch the lock. <laughs> so as I was talking, the, uh, the protest was afoot and we decided to catch it. Uh, abandoning uh, this little bit of an interview, jumping on the bike and uh, crossing some traffic there, making a U-turn behind the police officers. You'll hear them in a second. Beast on the uh, tall bike. Is that you, Annie? Yes, that is Annie. Our own uh, Sound of 78 comes in every once in a while and spin. Has been at a number of our benefits, either organizing or behind them. Out there, part of the crew. from the coaster break. You, you notice that a lot of these guys uh, during the week, they'll be out for some of the other bike events, but uh, it seemed like there was, everyone came out for this one on Tuesday. Brad, good to see you. I understand. I'm with you guys on this, but he's asking me as a friend. Hey, good to see you, man. So uh, we, we just want to take this opportunity to tell you that uh, we found out about this because we were trying to get a hold of Molly's number. Molly's uh, a little bit under the weather. You notice that Molly has been uh, hosting this, and we want to thank her for hosting this uh, in the last couple of weeks. 
as we get into the introductions here um, at the Blood Inn. Um, and uh, we hope she'll uh, get back to health. Uh, trying to don't spread yourself too thin uh, as she volunteers here and over at the uh, the Mike Kitchen. And in fact, that's how we uh, sort of happened into this. We bumped into uh, Kelly Martin uh, with uh, a number of organizations, including the Triple Chicken Foot. We're going to try and play a little bit of that. They're they're playing later, uh, I think today or tomorrow is it? And we'll tell you more about that. It is Bike Talk, and you're saying. How does music work in the bike talk? Well, it, it works in. Let's get to the interview right now here on Kill Radio at the Blood Inn. Just uh, beginning of January, or January like last year. Now, I'm going to ask you a serious question. Did they stop? No. Nope. They didn't stop, so it's hit and run. Left for dead in the middle of Santa Monica oh, Boulevard. That's not a good thing. Not at all. Yeah. And um, now I, I know this is going to sound silly, but did you learn anything? Have you not ridden on Santa Monica, or have you... I still ride on Santa Monica, but I'm much more observant of the people around me. Much more different. I'm always watching the cars. I don't trust any drivers anymore. Even when I'm driving, it's just, well, I see too much stupid shit. That's an interesting thing. Have you, do you find now, as a driver, when you're in a car, you drive safer than you would be as a cyclist? Yeah, I mean, I don't really go that fast in my car anymore. And yeah. I'm just always weary of all the people around me. I mean, people are always pulling random immediate turns and jumps and stuff that is unexpected. And I, you know, even when I'm, I just watch all the road users now, just being more mindful of cyclists and motorcyclists and scooter people, mopeds. Well, that's great. Thank, thank you for coming out today. What was your first name again, sir? Gabriel. Gabriel. Nice to meet you. Chicken leather again. Yeah. Thank you. How you doing? Citizen in this fine town. <laughs> He's got his hair all pulled Chivoli, up. Chivoli, uh, this like... is almost the aerodynamic thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, you want your hair aerodynamic. <laughs> Don't want to leave for that. He's here. Yeah. So, how are you? This was a serious uh, kind of uh, appeal to the courts and, and um, uh, public protests. Uh, there's still time to interact with the community, and we always want to stress that, that it's not all business all the time, and it's not all just sort of thick and, uh, you know, some sort of dirge, funeral dirge. But there are lighter moments, and that's why I think the bike movement is actually getting out there, and um, if you have it, uh, sustaining itself. Today, well, tell me why you're out. Well, I'm out here today to uh, protest the. Um, I'm not here out today to protest anything. I'm actually here today with gathered with these people to call for reform of hit and run laws. Yeah. Basically, um, the hit and run, the way the hit and run laws are set up in California, is people actually have an incentive to leave the, the scene of the crime because most of the crimes that they're fleeing from, whether it be a DUI drug possession, lack of a license, lack of uh, papers, whatever it is, the penalties for those infractions are greater than what they will get if they get caught 
with a hit and run. So it's kind of a win-win situation for the criminal right now to leave the scene of a crime. And what we need to do is is to uh, change not only change California law to fix the hit and run laws and make a mandatory uh, loss of license and loss of driving privileges for a substantial amount of time if you do hit and run. We also need to, in the meantime, work with the LA city government, work with the LAPD, work with the, the, the city attorney, work with the district attorney to step up enforcement of hit and run laws. Uh, right now we're out here today because uh, Lewis got hit by a driver and he spent more hours in the hospital than she's going to have to spend doing community service. That's sad. You know, and it's not, I'm not asking for young people to be thrown in jail and locked away. What I'm saying is there needs to be some parity in the law. There needs to be a disincentive to run. And they need to make an incentive for people to stop and look out and take care of the person who, instead of leaving them for dead. So, Trickzilla, you're, you're, it seems at, at some point you're talking about ethics, too. The idea that people are going to have some sort of ethical response to this thing. We're going to have to switch off. All right. Um, well, it sounds like some, we, we somebody's can't, talking. We can't legislate ethics, but what we can do is, is make it easier for people to do the right thing. Give them an incentive to do the right thing. Thanks a lot. Someone freestyle about this whole situation? Mutai fighter here. Look at this. Look at this. Are oh, you just here? You're just. You're not a fighter. No, no, no. You got that tiger on your pants. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Good to see you too. I'm doing fine, man. It's good to see you out here in support of the bike community. We need to let them know that we have our rights too. We can't be taken for granted. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's good to see you out here and support these things. What do you got for me? This let me, let me promote my ride. All right, Treats and Beans, tell us about ride. it. Yeah, it's my first ride. We get an ice cream truck and a DJ set up, a bike raffle, barbecue, and a cool-ass ride. It'll be a lot of fun. Come on and join us. All right, this is Saturday, right? Yeah, it's Saturday. Right, Come on. try and get out there then. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Before you see me, Okay. And hey, give me a few for the bike of it. Turn around. Turn around. blood coming. And uh, as we say that, you still have time to, to get over there. It's starting uh, at 11 o'clock over at Sunset Maltman, moving to the west side. We're going to try and catch it. So uh, you're saying, how, how can I beat two places at once? Well, it's this magic of uh, re recorded information. We're going to put this on, and I'll be back in about uh, hopefully 45 minutes. Hopefully I can get there and back within 45 minutes. It is Kill Radio, and you're going, oh, my God, he's not even going to be there? Yes. Isn't that just diabolical? It is Kill Radio. Uh, what you're listening to right now, if you just tune in, is Bike Talk. Uh, Nick's, uh, as we say, on um, we we love to say it's a holiday, but it's not. It's like a working business thing with his uh, debate team over in um, Copenhagen. And uh, if that sounds like work, well, yeah, maybe it isn't. Uh, we've we've expounded some of the virtues of Copenhagen and how they've uh, taken bike culture and the uh, the mic's falling apart here just a second bike culture and um some of the transportation methods that they travel there to a new level and of course it's something that's emulated by a lot of cities we've talked about it at length and in fact um i know on uh, talk is still cheap we talked about with charlie gandy and uh the director of writing with the dutch uh, michael I, I think his name is 
Baum, Michael Baum. We we talked a lot about some of the issues that now are being brought or uh, techniques to Long Beach of all places. And um, last night we talked with uh, on on the second part of the ride with um, Big Mike Dan, who is. Uh, the driving force behind the bike hub there in Long Beach. And um, we're going to have him talk to us later, if not today, uh, in the weeks to come here on Bike Talk. Okay, well, with that being said, we're going to get right to uh, the heart of the matter, blood in for about an hour. This is uh, their, the protest, and you're going to hear all about it, uh, some graphic details, but uh, we ask you to tune in and stay with the program. It is Kill Radio, um, Chicken Leather here. And let's see if we can't uh, dial it in here. Kill radio. Women sitting on the ledge. So Alec Thompson has asked everybody to come to the front of the stage and get everybody with blood on them. A graphic depiction of what happened to Lewis to the front of the, not not stage, but the front of the steps of the. That's right, Beverly Hills Municipal Court, where the verdict was handed down. You know what? I'm going to shoot for a while, but then I'll come up and support. Look at the beautiful woman with the polka dots right there. is uh that's right the symbol that uh, we've sort of adopted here to uh show uh, everybody that's in the area that in fact an accident or um, a fatality happened there with a cyclist uh, you see them around town sometimes uh as mr box likes to say our civic leaders get embarrassed by them and they're removed uh, by the public but it's usually not not by the public but by uh, city officials um we haven't been privy to that, but uh, what we have been uh, privy to is the fact that uh, we were part of the acting force to actually put these up. So you see that I'm not trying to show off or grandstand there, but uh, a lot of the community out there, including uh, Steve Atano, who's in uh, Seattle now. I know that uh, Al, um, Big Al from Long Beach came out, and he helped us uh, put a couple up. In fact, uh, we um, supplied some locks to him along with uh, Joseph, who uh, his shop made uh, available for, uh, let's just say, at cost. Um, it's not a happy thing when you see um, white bikes. And, in fact, uh, I'm reminded of uh, the 
sort of media thing that went on with the orange bikes, and you're saying, oh, b white bikes, orange bikes, how do you keep track of them? Well, I, I know that, uh, what was it, uh, Calvin Klein tried to sort of cash in on the fact that it was one color bike. I know that there's a yellow bike program and other starts of the city, and there was a green bike program. It's not about the color. It's about what it represents. And in this case, uh, the white bikes represented um, the the fact that uh, a rider is no longer with us and to uh, not so much dwell on that but to uh, make it visual and hopefully as a signpost for other drivers to respect the fact that uh, if you notice this almost like the shows it becomes not only a, a uh, reminder that you're sharing and you should uh, proceed with caution and, and please pass with care but also that uh, uh, there's there's other issues involved that maybe that other rider out there might be someone you knew, someone that's part of your clan or family. Anyway, let's get back to uh, the protest here on Pro Radio. It's good to see you out here. Thank you for coming out and supporting us. Probably the only one that lives in the city. <laughs> so, you know, I, no, no, no. I can uh, use my phone. Some of us are stakeholders. We work out here and do stuff out here. I know, here. but at least I can cast a vote against Judge Fox. Oh. When he comes up with an election. Right? Okay. Looks like we're ready to start. It's still nice and beautifully sunny here today in Beverly Hills. Good afternoon, y'all. Good afternoon, y'all. That, that's the, the trick. It always looks sunny and beautiful. Good afternoon, y'all. Okay, we're here today uh, to talk about a, an epidemic that's been going on in the streets of Los Angeles since this whole bicycle thing has been growing. And... What we're doing today is we're going to talk about hit and runs and we're going to talk about law enforcement. We're going to talk about the judicial system and all of the things that come together to actually put us in a very vulnerable situation out there on the streets. I myself am a hit and run survivor. A little over a year ago I was plowed into from behind at speed by a careless driver who I can only imagine was drunk at one in the morning, but we'll never know because the guy took off on me. Despite, despite actually finding the guy using our resources in our tight-knit bike community here and bringing this guy to what we call justice with quotes, the guy was given a $500 fine and 30 days Caltrans. Who here thinks that's enough punishment for somebody that smashed into you and took off and left you for dead? Anybody? That's a good point. If we were to drop a piece of this fake blood on the steps here, we could potentially be charged with a felony. The guy that left me for dead was charged with a misdemeanor. 
This also happened to Ed Magos. It happened to Lewis. Well, Lewis, Lewis is a special case. This is what sparked our whole protest today. Lewis's case, I'm lucky. I'm still walking. I'm still in. Shortly after the accident, I was able to walk. I was able to get on my bike a month later. Lewis is still damaged. I mean, we can see what happened to Lewis, and we can see how severe that accident was. And this person that carelessly left Lewis for dead in the street was also given a slap on the wrist, in our opinion, right? Yeah. yeah. Now it's time to ask our city, our politicians, the drivers out there, the police enforcement, to take this issue seriously. Because every time someone is given a slap on the wrist, it encourages drivers out there to run. Because they know that if they stop and, and, and be that good citizen, they're gonna get slapped with a far greater penalty than if they take off and play their odds on the chance that they might get caught. Drunk driving accident, as we can see, carries a harsher punishment than a hit and run. That needs to change. We need to talk to our local leaders and we need to talk to the leaders in California to get this changed. This is our number one objective. Alex Thompson is gonna talk about his new campaign. It's called Life or License. Rewind the tapes. It's called Life Before License. And we're going to hear about some ideas of how we can get this changed in our city. Because the more bike riders that there are in the streets, the less traffic there is, the more healthy our, our citizenry is, the better it is for all of us. So we should be working towards that goal, and our politicians should also be doing the same thing. I'm going to hand the mic to Alex. All right, I got a question for everybody here, the cyclists. How many of you here have been in a hit and run, no matter how minor? Yeah, exactly. That's all I wanted to ask. Oh. Hey, oh, wait, wait for the siren to go by. Okay, we're gonna hand the mic to Miha. So how many of you have had at least two friends that have been part of a hit and run? Oh yeah, Because the, the statistics are kind of ridiculous. What about three? I actually happen to know three. A couple of co-workers, Roadblock. I mean, it's really out of control. So the reason we're covered in blood today is because any of us could be next. That's why I'm here. I'm literally scared for my life. It's kind of fun to ride in the city sometimes, but most of the time I really can't expect any kind of institutionalized support. First of all, we have motorists that some of them don't even know the rules of the road. They know that they're, they're supposed to share the lane in the first place, so they refuse to share the lane. Then if anything happens, whether it's life-threatening or not, sometimes the police refuse to respond to the scene because there is no category they can file it under. And if they do respond to the scene, sometimes they tend to favor the motorist. And in this case, the judicial system utterly and completely failed by offering such a small, uh, such a, such a small um, 60 days of community service to this girl that was under the influence legally and was driving without a license and had enough time to actually turn back and, and help 
and help Lewis. She actually stopped at a gas station for a while and then she took off. So the, the statistics are astounding and um, I really don't feel safe riding in the city. I feel like the whole system is basically failing. Um, I didn't want to go into, into details about the, the first time I met Lewis after the accident because it's, I, I didn't actually want to bring it up in public, but it, it was it was shocking to see him at a family event in Santa Monica where they were promoting cycling for, for kids and families, and I had no idea he was out walking around. Last I had heard was uh, news from Facebook and pictures of him in the hospital, and I honestly could not look him in the face. I just could not look him in the face because I knew that could have been me. I have my own scrapes, and I, that could easily have been any of us. And if you ride in a city, you have to fight for your rights if you want to be alive. That's basically what it's coming down to. Thank you. Kind of nerve-wracking being here. You guys are harder than talking to the to like city council because you're right up. Come on, Alex. I think everybody here feels like cyclists take it on the nose, right? Like we're always the ones getting hit, right? Is that like we're the ones that get shot on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not true. I mean, it seems like it. Like the same day that Lewis, that Salim Madavi, the girl that hit Lewis. She got 90 days of community service, which is 720 hours of community service. Lewis was in the hospital bed for 1,100 hours. Which one's bigger? The same day, there was, a, there was a man sentenced to four years in state prison because he killed Rod Armas. Rod Armas was riding on PCH with his son, Christian Armas, and they both got hit. And Christian Armas woke up in a, in a hospital bed, teenager, riding with his dad, to find out his dad was dead. And that happened the same day. And we, we heard about what happened to Roadblock. I mean, uh, Lars Lettinen is here. His girlfriend, Jen Diamond, got hit years ago. Big figure in the community. Police didn't do anything. Police didn't really follow up with Roadblock's thing. We kind of don't get the support we need at any level of justice of the justice system at any time. And it just seems like with the Lewis thing, it was like it went, we went to the trial, went to the trial, went to the trial, went to the trial, and all right, she's going to get jail time. And what did the judge do? The judge didn't give her any jail time. And here's what he focused on. She got a, she got a traffic infraction for having a blood alcohol level that wasn't zero, because she's not 18, right? He gave her alcohol treatment. He gave her alcohol counseling. He said, don't drink alcohol during your probation. When she turns 21, she has the right to drink alcohol. You have a right to drink alcohol when you turn 21. And the judge took away her right to drink alcohol. He said, you can't even be within 100 feet of places that their main business is to sell alcohol. In other words, she can't go near a liquor store. So he did all these things, the judge did all these things to say, I don't want you drinking anymore. What do you think he did about her driving privileges? Her driving privileges, not her alcohol drinking right. He didn't do anything because he didn't consider that to be part of what happened. He didn't think driving had anything to do with it, so he didn't restrict her driving privileges. So it's up to the DMV. We gotta go to the DMV to get justice. And they're not, they don't, they don't, they're not part of the justice system. So this is the situation, but it's not, all these people, Ed Malgos, Roadblock, Rod Armas, Louis Deleuze, these are all cyclists, right? But I saw a hit and run on Venice and Sentinel and it was fucking brutal and it was not, it was not a cyclist. And I'm telling you this right now, 23% of the time, if you get hit on a bike, that's a hit and run. It's going to be a hit and run 23% of the time. That's the statistic. That sounds pretty bad. But it's 38% for motorists. And what we ought to do 
what we should be thinking is we're the first to recognize this. We're the first to figure this out. This is a problem. But the psych, we have figured it out because we're a family, right? We all stand together. And pedestrians and motorists, they're not a big family, so they don't talk about it. But we should be going to them and saying, look, you're getting clobbered worse than us. It's a problem for everybody. This is not a cycling problem. This is an everyone problem. And this isn't just about cycling either. I don't want to bang on, but, but we should be the leaders here. Because who thinks, who likes the streets in L.A.? Who likes the street life in L.A.? Who, who thinks it's a, who, who comes to you and says, L.A. has the safest streets in the world. I love them. I walk around in them. I eat off the sidewalk. I fry my, my breakfast on the sidewalk in the spot in the valley. Dude, do you sweep it first? Yeah. And some Tabasco sauce. Okay, okay. But anyway. But nobody says that. Nobody says, oh, I love the streets. But that's where we live our lives. We live our lives in the streets. Street life. That's, that's L.A. So our streets ought to be civilized places. Right? We ought to own our streets. They ought to be our streets, right? right. Say whose streets? Yeah. Our, our streets. streets. These are our streets. These ought to be our streets. And we ought to go to everybody out in their community and we ought to say, these are our streets and they're your streets too. And you shouldn't be satisfied with Salim Madavi getting 90 days of community service or Glenn Gritzner who hit Roblox, a big time lobbyist doing 30 days of picking up trash. Our grandparents, our great-grandparents, the ones that didn't work in offices, would have laughed at that. They wouldn't have, they would have thought that was a vacation. Oh, you mean I don't have to work 14 hours in the factory, I get to work eight hours in the sun? So it's so we gotta do something. We gotta say these are our streets again. We gotta take back our streets. So every day I want you guys to go out there and say these are our streets. And I want you to talk to motorists and I want you to talk to pedestrians and tell them that they're your streets, they're our streets, they're everybody's streets together. And I want everybody to talk to people and say, which comes first, all right? Salim Madavi, the prosecution in the case for Lewis did not ask, they did not ask for her license to be suspended, which means they didn't ask to protect all of us. They wanted her to get jail time, but as soon as she got out of jail, we'd have all been in danger, even if they, even if they, they accepted the prosecution's plea bargain. The prosecution didn't ask for that, and the reason they told me was that they didn't want they wanted her to be able to get to work. They said she can't get to work without a driver's license. She can pay restitution. That's why. They want her to be able to pay restitution. Right. Get up but who here has trouble getting to work without without a car? Probably a few people, but not everybody. Now, how come it's more important that she get she be able to get to work with her driver's license than for the rest of us to have our lives and be safe? That doesn't make sense. That's why that's why Bikeside is starting a campaign, and it's called Life Before License because the importance of life becomes a, becomes is more important and comes first before the importance of having a driver's license. People in LA act like they get their legs cut off if they don't have a driver's license. It's a privilege. But that's because they got spindly little legs that are weak and they can't get anywhere with them. <laughs> we want shapely legs in this city. <laughs> So what does life before license mean? It's got to mean a couple things. It's got to mean, one, if you get convicted of a hit and run, I don't care if it's misdemeanor, meaning you only damage property, or if it's felony, meaning you damaged a human being. Either way, you got to lose your license minimum of a year. Right? Here's the other thing we're going to do. If, it's, if you hurt a human being, we're going to take away your license for longer. And it's going to depend on how badly you hurt them. 
If you kill that person, I say they ought to lose their license for 15 years. I'd like to say forever, but people will people will scream bloody murder if we say take away their license forever. forever. Do you want to take it forever? Who says forever? All right, so we'll try for forever, but 15 is our backup. Wait a minute, but that's just like license for life. That's just drunk driving. And they drink a lot in Europe. Okay, so that's what we're going to start working on, and we're going to tie the severity, the time you lose your license, to how how bad the impact was. If you just take somebody's leg off, you're going to lose a lot of license. We don't want, we. it's not even about punishing people, it's about protecting everybody, right? Yeah. I don't care about Salim and Abi suffering or not suffering. I hope she goes and gets her head straight, and I hope she gets content, and I hope she finds a way to forgive herself and make right on what she did. And I don't even know how she's going to do that because she took somebody out who's really important and damaged her for life. But I hope she does. But it's about protecting the rest of us from her, from her bad driving skills. You know, honestly, there's some bad drivers out there. So life before license. If you want to be part of that, sign up on that email list and we will be in touch, okay? The other thing we're going to do, and Roblox talked about it, is we want to raise the severity of the penalty for hit and run. Right now, you can get up to four years. The judge didn't know it. The judge thought it was three years. He said, I can give her up to three years, right? And that's when I said, uh-oh. And, the, and then the defense attorney, the representing, representing the, the person who hit him, Salim Adabi, he says, no, it's four years. So that's bold. So we want to raise that so it matches DUI. So what Roblox talks about isn't happening. People don't have a motivation to leave. So that's what we're going to do today. Let's take control, let's be proactive, let's go out there, let's inspire people, let's relate this problem to them. Let's get all those people out there to understand why it's a problem when Salim Madavi drives away from the accident. It's a problem when Glenn Grissner leaves the scene because he's driving with them and he's driving past their kids' school. That's what they need to know. Absolutely, sir. Uh, I want to thank you all for coming out today. Um, there's a couple of um, just notes that I want to make, and um, one is that what one of the problems that we have is that the vehicle code, the hit and run in the vehicle code, is really written for car v car interactions. So a car v car hit and run is a lot different than a car v bike hit and run. So the, the standard for a serious injury um, is a broken bone like a, or, or having some visible damage. But we all know people that, that have had spills that there's nothing you can see, but they have pain for the rest of their life. They have problems with their body for the rest of their life, and it may not be something visible. So that's one thing that we need to address. Um, we need to talk, we, we need to address this on all levels. So citywide, um, LAPD um, and the Sheriff's Department, this is on their radar, we really need to drill this in, that we really need them to enforce this type of rule breaking because a hit and run is a basic violation of the contract of responsibility that a driver has for the privilege of driving. It's a basic violation. So we need to talk to LAPD, we need to talk to the city attorney and tell the city attorney to start prosecuting these misdemeanor hit and runs. We need to talk to the district attorney. We need to encourage the district attorney 
to start prosecuting these felony hit and runs. No matter what, not if it's like seems like a good case or whatever, we need to send a signal to drivers that you're not gonna just get off easy for a hit and run. One of the things that's really ironic about this is that um, the driver who hit Lewis, she's actually one of the people that got convicted. Most of the people that commit hit and runs, they don't get convicted. They don't get sent to trial. They don't even get investigated. They don't even get a police report. And some of us are so dejected. Um, I have a friend who didn't even bother to report his hit and run because he didn't even see the car. The car hit him, he hit the ground, and then he moved on because he was like, what am I going to do? He missed a week of work, you know? So we need to talk to all levels of government, our local government, but most importantly, uh, a lot of us are locally active. We're going to have to start activating ourselves at the state level because this is a state problem. And the LAPD, the city of Los Angeles, LA County can only do so much in terms of affecting this. We need to start working at the state level. We need a state operation and we need to start talking to our, um, our next governor. We need to start hitting up Jerry Brown and Megan Whitman right now and seeing if they really are tough on crime. And we need to, we need to um, talk to like all of our state senators and all of our state representatives and start telling them that this is an important issue to us. So certain laws that have been designed to protect us, like the three feet law, has been languishing at the state level. We need to step it up and we really need to tell them that there is a mandatory loss of license for hit and run. We need to reform hit and run laws now, mandatory loss of license. And, and penalties that are on parity with the crimes that people are fleeing to avoid. People are fleeing to avoid not having a license, not having insurance, not having registrations, and driving under the influence, or having possession of drugs, or other illegal substances. And so we need to, we need to bring hit and law runs in, uh, the hit and run laws in parity with all those laws that people are fleeing to avoid so that they don't have an incentive. And lastly, um, something I've been, uh, me and Roadblock have been talking about is that we really need to create an additional incentive to, for people to stop. So in the meantime, we really need to consider some kind of uh, good Samaritan. We need to create an incentive for people to actually stop at the scene of a crime, that maybe they'll, they'll get some leniency for the mistake that they made for, for being intoxicated or whatever if they stop and they help people. We need to have some kind of incentive for people to stop and a disincentive for them to run, or this is gonna keep happening over and over and over again. Lewis's hit and run is not the first and it won't be the last. The reason we're here is not just because his story moved our hearts, it's because this has happened to so many of our friends, to our family members, and to people we love, and to people we've never met, but that our hearts go out to um, Rod Armas and his family and people like that, that that are no longer with us, and um, were criminals that just left them for dead. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, I just want to say a real quick message. Real quick message to all you drunk drivers out there. At least we know why you're running, but if you're going to do it, at least do it in an honorable way. If you're going to run, at least call 911. At least call 911 and Take it a step further, identify yourself so that we're not stuck with a hospital bill, with an insane hospital bill. If you're going to run on us, call the cops, call 911, leave your ID, go sober up so they can't prove you're drunk, and then come back and fess up and be that good citizen. Yeah. Yeah.
and hand the mic over to DJ Wheels. Alright, so I'm really glad everybody came out today and appreciate the, all the time that you guys have put in. So anybody that wants to talk will get a chance to talk um, until Mihai has to go home with this, this thing. And then you can stand here and talk anyway. You just have to have a louder voice. We can keep it. Keep it. Keep what? Keep the speaker for Friday. Okay. Alright, so DJ's up. This is DJ Wheels. Hit and run advocate. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Woo! Alright, that's not what I wanted to hear, actually. What I want to hear is we're pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Pissed off! Okay, now we've got some energy to work with. Now we're going to need that energy if we actually want to make some changes happen. You know, there's a lot of energy coming from Alex, from Roadblock, from Patrick, from everybody who's spoken so far, but everybody, even those that aren't up here at the mic, need to at least show that same type of energy in any other fashion that you can. If it's not public speaking, that's fine. You like talking to your friends, you like getting on Facebook, you like emailing, you like Twittering, get this message out, because it's important. It's an important message. Everybody agrees with that. We need to make some changes. Whether you do it publicly or privately, just do it. It's, it's not that hard to talk to your friends and educate people. Educate even drivers, people in your family. Everybody probably has family that doesn't ride a bike, right? Everybody probably has friends that think we're crazy for riding bikes, right? Okay. Truth is, they're still our friends, they're still our family, and they do love us. And if something were ever to happen to us, then they'd realize maybe the gravity of the situation. But if you don't want to see that happen, you don't want to become a martyr for this cause. It's, it's a horrible situation for everyone involved. So let's, be a, let's have some more preemptive action by just talking to even our family. If you can't even talk to your family, how are we even going to get anywhere trying to convince our state legislators, our local legislators, our, our law enforcement, the judges, the prosecutors, the entire justice system? Let's start where it's easiest for all of us. Let's talk to our family and friends first. And the watch, it'll, it'll, it'll start falling like a house of cards. It's that simple and you have to believe it. Um, since we're naming names, I've been doing some research for the last almost two years, ever since my wife was assaulted by a reckless driver. So I'm going to name some names. Uh, and one thing I want you guys to notice is that most of these cases, the only time a prison sentence was ever given out by a judge is when somebody died. There are a number of non-fatal cases where no prison time was issued. That's, I think that's most of us are gonna agree that's bad. We probably would need to change that. How do we change that? We need public pressure on the prosecutors. We need public pressure on the judges to understand that the public doesn't want these lenient sentences anymore. Prosecutors need to understand that it's not about their conviction rates. That going for a plea bargain that offers a seemingly very guilty party, a sentence that doesn't include prison time is not what we want anymore. Paying off fines is not something we want anymore. That shouldn't be the easy way out for guilty parties. People that have been caught, people that were, thank, thankfully law enforcement produced a uh, quality report where the prosecutor actually has something to work with, those people shouldn't be offered fines those people shouldn't be offered community service. If you hit somebody, you ran, you left them for dead, you should be doing some time. You should be learning your lesson. And as we've already said, pushing for automatic license suspensions and or revocations in serious cases. 
Some people don't even have licenses and they continue to drive. You can't suspend somebody's license when they never had one to begin with. And those people also need mandatory prison time. So let's start naming some names here. Dr. Christopher Thompson. Dr. Thompson's case, so I'll move on to the next one. Nida Margarian in Glendale killed a cyclist in a crosswalk. Alejandro Hidalgo killed Jesus Castillo in Echo Park. Glenn Gretzner uh, ran over roadblock. Robert Sam Sanchez killed Rod Armas, injured his son Chris. Marco Valencia killed uh, Joseph Novotny. Celine Madavi, we all know that one, I'll move on to the next one. Yelena Krupen, here in the city of Beverly Hills, and going to be heard next here in this courthouse. She also has a hit-and-run claim, uh, hit-and-run charge against a cyclist. Let's hope that the judge in Department 2, whoever that is, does not issue her a lenient sentence as well. That is something to pay attention in upcoming. Uh, her next pretrial is August 19th here, 8.30 a.m. Department 2. Uh, Angelina Everett. That's the Ed Magos case. Uh, William Keith Square killed a uh, unnamed cyclist out near Compton. Uh, and of course, the driver in my wife's case, Mr. Jim Aspilicueta, or should I say Officer Jim Aspilicueta, as I later found out. Not city of LA, I won't say what city, but unfortunately, he was an officer. But he came forward. He made a statement, and he has offered full restitution for my wife's upward of 10 grand in uh, medical bills. A civil, a civil suit will follow, and all I can say regarding my wife's case is it, uh, it hurts. It hurts a lot, but uh, the positive thing that came out of this is that I found some energy to follow up on the rest of these cases where... Perhaps somebody who doesn't understand the law, who just isn't aware of what happens in courthouses, don't understand what lawyers do, and don't understand what prosecutors and defense attorneys do, don't understand their job, can actually go and explain it to everybody else. I'll explain whatever you guys want, and uh, you know I'll put my email out there if it's already on Midnight Riders, but it, it's very hard to see somebody go through that. Uh, we got married a year later, We'll probably be having some kids soon, but uh, it hurts. Take care of your family. Talk to everybody. Lewis was a friend of mine. Still is. Uh, uh, I was a he was a good friend of mine even before his accident, and. Uh, I saw him go from, you know, one very wonderful and bright young man to a man that's going to be constantly challenged with physical disabilities for the rest of his life. All of his dreams of being a, a, a racer, of going to the Tour de France, those are pretty much over now. And in a real, real sense, he has lost his freedom for the rest of his life. He is serving a life sentence of disability. And I told this to the judge the day of the sentencing, and the judge didn't hear me. 
and he decided not to take away any of Miss Madavi's freedom. And now, in about less than six months, she'll be able to drive again. And in 90 days of community service, she'll be able to walk around free like any one of us. I don't believe that probation is, is any, you know, infringement on her freedom in any real way. That's something that Lewis understands, though. And I just wanted her to understand that. And I didn't get what I wanted. I want something to change. I want real sentences for real crimes. And you can call mad and say, why, why don't you care about when drunk drivers run and get away with drunk driving? They say, well, we can't prove that they're drunk drivers, so they're not our, our concern. You can ask the police, and they say, well, we don't have enough funding. You can ask the judges, and they say, well, we don't think that the, the, the prison works for these kinds of crimes. And that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It really doesn't. And from the looks on all your faces, I don't think it makes any sense to you. No. And you know who's doing something to solve this problem? To do something to move forward? Guys like Roadblock. Guys like Alex Thompson. Guys that you know. And you know what? They're asking for your help today. To push this forward. To start spending some time. Because you know what? Before I knew Lewis, before I knew Roadblock, I didn't really think about hit and runs. I was like, well, yeah, of course something happens, you know, and they get what's coming to them. It takes something happening to you. And then you realize you have to teach other people that it's not how it's supposed to be. And you have to make it right. And so... You know, you're all here today, that means something. But you got to start bringing other people, and officers who are listening, I, I, I really hope that you hear our message, and I hope that it's as shocking to you as it is to us that this goes on. And I hope that we can keep telling this story and keep telling people what's going on out there, and we can change the laws, and we can change the world. Thank you. Bond. I wrote the original uh, write-up with Lewis. I got to sit down with him right afterwards and talk with him. Um, it's really hard to understand him. I guess all I want to say is that uh, I was with him through every court date that he went through, him and his family, and uh, every, we've, we've been going since February, so it's now July. So imagine every month he has to go in with his family and sit there and know that he owes, I think that the hospital bill is like 1.4 million. And um, I think that, uh, and he spent 11 days in ICU and 45 days in the hospital through his birthday, the, uh, Christmas, New Year's. Um, anyway, so we spent two hours where the family members and friends were able to stand up and actually say something. And uh, a police officer who, you know, was there and had pulled uh, Celine Madavi over that night. Um, and had dealt with them later on to get her car back and all that kind of stuff and all the stuff inside of her car that she wanted that she had never apologized or never said anything and the lawyer had said that he had told her that he didn't want you know her to say anything um, the one thing that I want to say is that after all of this after two hours of hearing these testimonials and all of these people talking and actually Lewis sitting down and actually talking about everything and everything that they've gone through all the changes in their lives because of this the, the uh, Judge Fox said that, and I'm trying to remember this word for word, that with 
that he does not doubt that she does not, that she didn't know that she had a cyclist. He said that right before he gave her a sentence. He said, I do not doubt that you didn't know that you hit someone. And it's like, and that was, I think, when everyone in the room kind of just didn't know what to do. Like, it was kind of a lost subject because there's, you know, he's going to give her something, but it's not enough. Anyway, so just that sentence alone. He didn't doubt that she didn't know that she hit a cyclist. And I just think that's horrible. Hey, I'm Brian. So I just want to say, myself, I think that sentencing like this, myself, you don't have to agree with me, make me think that the people in this building think that we're second-class citizens. But, you know, we're not entitled to the same rights, we're not entitled to the same justice that the people in the gas boxes get. And I don't think that's fair. You know, like, each one of you, I love all of you. And on a spiritual level, just trying to love everybody in the world, I like them too, right? But because I love you, other people love you. You, you're somebody's son. Somebody here is somebody's father. Like, you're somebody's daughter. Some of these people are going to be mothers someday. We're all people that matter. And people that matter deserve justice. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Can we get some more ladies up here? Sarah's, I think, the first one we've had speak today. Is there anyone else? Krista. Um, really quickly, I think that um, the lady back there made a really good point about looking to other countries for um, sort of model justice systems, and I think we do that too little. I think another example is in Israel, You, if you're drunk, just drunk driving, if you get caught, you get your license taken away for at least five years. And I just think that if we sort of let people know about that, that other countries have these model justice systems, and people would be probably work a lot more, be a little bit more mobilized to do some, to like, to get on this change, um, or to make this, these changes happen, uh, because we're, we definitely, there are some really, really horrible injustices that keep happening because of this sort of, um, it's a symptom of a greater pathology within our justice system. to the fact that this is a massive problem in Los Angeles, and it's not just Los Angeles, it's across the nation. And this isn't just cyclists. When you see a dangerous driver, maybe he comes too close to you when you're riding your bike. Where's that driver going? Is that the only incident they're gonna have that night? Probably not. Where is that driver headed? Are they headed to just some parking lot where the only thing they'll hit is a car? No, they're driving off into our neighborhoods. They're driving off into the suburbs where we live. They're driving into residential areas with children, pedestrians, everybody else who is on the road is at risk from these dangerous drivers. And so even if you don't ride a bike, if you drive a car, if you walk on the sidewalk, even if you're just going from your car to the building that you're heading for, you're at risk from these dangerous drivers. And what scares me more is about, what scares me the most about Madhavi's sentence is that she's gonna be back on, her ro on the road driving possibly before she's even completed community service. In just five or six months, January 2011, she could be back on the road. I plan to be riding my bike on the road in five months. I'm sure some of us will be driving, riding, walking, using our streets, and she's gonna be out there, and so will every other dangerous driver that is allowed to keep their license. And so what I think really needs to happen is mandatory revocation of license for DUIs, for hit and runs. We need to be much, much harsher on this because it's not acceptable to simply send these dangerous drivers back out into our streets.
Hello. Um, it's really exciting to see everyone here today showing support for a cause that rings true to all of our hearts, and that's just cycling. You know, we go out there every single day because we enjoy being on bicycles. We enjoy interacting with our community in a way that's not being shielded by plastic and shielded by metal. And the thing that we are at the most risk of is being injured and our blood bleeding on the streets. So I think it's very symbolic that we're all here today wearing on the outside what should never be seen, which is the blood that many cyclists see when they're hit, they hit the ground and the cars flee. Um, a little statistic that I found today was LAPD said that 10 cyclists were killed last year after being hit by a car and that car fleeing. 97 cases were reported as just simple injuries. And I'd like to believe that it ends there, but I know there are hundreds, hundreds of cyclists who are hit, if not thousands, you're right, if not millions around the world who are hit by cars and we are left for dead. So one thing that I know is that there are countless, countless, uh, uh, countless amount of people and I feel like sometimes I see that word and it's like we count less to those people out there. But like you said, we're in the Canaries, we're in the mine. And as everyone here is seeing, there's more cyclists on the road every single day. So we have to look out for them and we have to stand up for them like we are today because it's the only way that change is going to happen. So I just want to say I appreciate everyone who's here. And I can't wait to see the laws change. And I can't wait to see the judges do the right thing. Thank you. Hi, I'm Nikki Cavanaugh. Um, I was at Lewis's trial, the last one, and one thing that rings in my mind from that day uh, was Lewis asking Miss Madavi, can you hold a fork, can you smile, can you sleep with the lights off and eat what you want? And he said he couldn't. And I think it's so important for all of us to be grateful for what we can do. And grateful, I'm grateful for all of you here today standing and representing what we're about. And uh, one question that's also ringing in my mind is what kind of person could leave someone gripping for life on the street as Miss Madavi did. Thank you. absolutely awesome for showing up and you need to be part of the change by contacting Diane Feinstein who is your senator. She has an office in Santa Monica. Her phone number is 310-914-7300. Um, I personally have written her letters which she's responded to. She's a big animal rights activist. She's a Democrat. She's really liberal and she's all about people. There's an election that's going to be coming up and these people need our votes. And when you send emails and they respond, it's kind of like when you go into a store or a restaurant and you complain, your complaint is heard more than the positive comments. If you want to make a change, it has to start at a government level. What we're really going to ask for is that something happens when you leave a scene. That girl should not have her license. There's a whole bunch of things that we need to have happen, but I think it's a real easy thing to start and change a piece of legislature 
that says, hey, you hit someone and leave the scene, you're going to lose your license. That's all, that's where the change starts, and it starts on a government level. Diane Feinstein, contact her, Google her, she'll respond to your email, stop by the office, it's open, nine to five, Monday through Friday, except federal holidays. So, something to think about, and talk to your friends, post to your Facebook, Email those pictures around and email some of these pictures and write a quick letter to Diane Feinstein because that's how laws change through legislature. Uh, when I first met Lewis, um, I was in the park and he was walking his dog and we were having a great conversation about how much he loves cycling. and. Um, how much he loved his dog, and we had this, this wonderful conversation just about his accident and, and for some reason about his dog. And I had this really interesting thought that I've seen more people and thought about more people who have hit animals and stopped and taken them to hospitals than I have about people who've done hit and runs with people that I've known or people that I've heard of. And I thought it was really sad. It was just this thought that had come across in my mind that I was, I've heard of so many people who've been like not reported their hit and runs and yet I've heard about so many people who've been like, oh, hit and runs on animals. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no one would hit and run animals in this town. That's just unheard of. Yet these are people. I, it was just this really weird, queasy thing in my stomach, and here I was talking to Lewis, who was so happy. He's like, yeah, I just, I still love biking, and after this horrible, horrible thing that had happened to him, that I didn't know if, if I could still be talking about it so much, and it was, it, the strength that was in him was admirable to me, um, and to me, like, just knowing that um, was amazing to me, and for that alone, I think that we need to be able to continue to make sure that all the things that Alex and Roblox are talking about, we really need to put these into action. My name is Krista Carlson, and um, what this makes me think of is, what's the point of a justice system that doesn't serve justice? You know, what's the point of having laws that don't protect people? Um, it's clearly a very broken system. And um, we're covered in blood today because what happened to Lewis, what happened to Roadblock, what happened to all of the people that have been hit and left there, it could have been any one of us. Chris got hit, left for dead in the street. Had How many lights did you have on you, Chris, when you got hit? I had 17 blinking LEDs, basically. So he had 17 lights on his back, and he still got hit by a speeding car. You know, if if these guys aren't going to protect us, then what's what's the point of what's the point of obeying any of the laws? What's the point of having any faith in the system? What's the point of us not just giving into anarchy? That's not really the world that we want to live in. And these streets, you know, they do belong to everyone, and it's an issue for us, it's an issue for pedestrians, it's an issue for drivers, it's an issue for our families, you know. And every time I hear about another hit and run, I'm a little bit more scared to go on the streets. 
And some days I wake up and I run and, and, and I'm like, gosh, it's so great to be out here. You know, I love this and, and I feel so good and, you know, I get to work and, and I've been moving and it's, it's a great way to live. But some days I get on the road and I'm scared. And I'm like, today could be the day that I get hit. For some of us, we think, we don't think if we get hit, we think when we get hit. And when we get hit, is the person that hit us going to be prosecuted? Are they going to be punished? Or are they going to do community service? So, if you're scared, if you're angry, is anyone here scared? Yeah. Is anyone here angry? Yeah. Okay, well, remember to talk to Diane Feinstein. Remember to talk to the government officials. Remember to go home and take the time and do that because we're covered in blood and it's fake, but it could be real. All right, we have uh, only 10 or 15 minutes, so anybody who wants to talk, you gotta, it's lightning round now, okay? And uh, I'm gonna pass this around one more time if you wanna sign up for the mailing list, if you wanna get involved with Life Before License, or Hit and Run campaign. Hi there, um, I'm Ron Durgan, and I actually live here in Beverly Hills. Uh, so, one thing I can do is not vote for Judge Fox next time elections come around. Also offer up like you a lawn sign. <laughs> Thank you. I don't have a lawn. I live in an apartment. I'd like to offer one of the things that hasn't been discussed. Uh, part of the system that failed is the DMV, who failed to properly prepare Miss Maldavi to take on the responsibility and privilege of driving a vehicle and sent her out there. And so I'm afraid that if the judge justice system is going to rely on the DMV to then deal with the sentencing part of it or whatever part of it they're expecting. Uh, they've already failed at preparing this person. They're not going to do anything better than that. So uh, I think we should be wary of the DMV in this case. Yeah, hi, my name's Chris Barnes. I, I, uh, I come up here today dressed in blood, but that's not as far as, that's not so far from the truth. I've been left with blood dripping from my head in the street, having a seizure by a careless and heartless driver. The LAPD found out about it and they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. They didn't prosecute her, they didn't ask her a question, they didn't ask her to apologize. They didn't do anything for me, they didn't do anything to her. I'm here today to demand that this is put to an end. There's too many people here that have been hit. There's too many people here that we all know that have been hit for nothing to happen like this. Thank you very much. quick thing, I just want to remind everybody that this isn't just about us, the cyclists. This is about all vulnerable road users. And so really, we need to we need to band together with people that ride motorcycles and scooters. And what every single person does in LA, no matter how little, is become a pedestrian. And this is really everybody's issue. So um, when you reach out to your, uh, your leaders and uh, you start writing those letters, remember, this is not just about crazy bicyclists. This is not about bicycles. This is about vulnerable road users, and we just happen to be one of them. I'm Justino. Uh, I started basically riding with everybody like a year ago, only because my sister in San Francisco um, was hit by the Muni bus. And because they're the Muni, they really, we really didn't have any recourse. What kind of lawyer can we hire compared to what the the San Francisco Muni can afford, you know? Um, so I just started 
all I started doing was just try to keep as many people on the road safely as possible um, in order to maybe bring it back to San Francisco one of these days. Like, have this just go like a wave up and down the coast. Um, because it really is, like, it's, it's, a system, it's a systematic issue. It's not just us cyclists, us riders, it's, it's everybody. We're all in it together. And, um, yeah, she was riding her bike home from work, like she always does, and now she's got a big old piece of titanium in her leg. I feel like I should, I told her that she should be a kickboxer now, she'd be champ. Um, so that's why I started, and I'm not going to stop. It's, it's in my blood. Hello, everybody. It is much harder public speaking than I thought. Um, I, uh, just, just to get back to it, I can't remember, I think it was Roadblock uh, who said this, but just everyone raise their hands again, please, if you've been hit by a car, not necessarily hit and run, but just been hit by a car, clipped, even, just, just in this group of cyclists here, now, now think just in Los Angeles about the cyclists not here, that, I mean, we all have our battle wounds, you know, with the road and all, and, and, and it's just unfortunate, but uh, just be safe, guys, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I want to say, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing we can really control it's ourselves. Uh, some of you guys wearing helmets, some of you not. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's be safe because this shouldn't happen to anyone. It's, it's unfortunate. Right. <clears throat> How many people here are under the age of 30? That's a good number of people here. What if you're uh, does anybody know what the number one killer of people under the age of 30 is some kind of collision with an automobile, whether it's a, a driver on driver, whether it's a driver killing themselves into a tree, whether it's driver hitting a cyclist, hitting a pedestrian. This is the number one killer of people under the age of 30. Any politician who is serious about public safety has to think about the safety of our streets, and literally our streets, just getting around to where we go. This is, you know, when, when politicians talk about public safety, they tend to think about things like gang violence. If I get killed, it's probably not going to be a gang violence, it's probably going to be a car that runs me over. You know, this is an absolutely essential issue, and it's, it's just being put on the back burners, and we have to bring this into the immediate front attention of every politician, because this is our lives on the line. And we have a right to freedom and we have a right to life. And that life should become before somebody's privilege to get to work in a car. That's all I have to say. Hi, I'm Gabriela. Um, I'd like to stress the importance of talking to your friends and family that do not ride bikes. Um, when a person does not understand the rights that we have, they're more likely to understand and have compassion from someone they know, like a family member or a friend. And when I tell my mom, who a year ago didn't understand why I rode bikes, um, she now tells her best friend, who tells her daughter that we have rights. And it's just, it's very important to talk to people who don't um, cycle because then that grows, you know, it spreads. And more people will understand, you know, if a stranger, it's true, when you listen to a stranger, you're not going to listen as hard as if it's someone close to you. That's about it.
Hi, I'm Hanako Moondance, and um, about two years ago, I was doored, and sorry, uh, I was lucky enough to be supported by friends who were with me at the time. Had I been alone, had uh, in police enforcement come, or you know, had I been alone, I don't know if the driver would have stayed. It's you know really up in the air, or if police enforcement would have come, if there they would have done anything. You know, I was extremely lucky that I'm left with just an offbeat and broken smile and didn't break any bones. Um, before then, my parents would tell me every day when I left the house, because I ride, I, I cycle, I don't drive, I take the bus, and they said, be safe. But after that accident, they knew that that wasn't enough, that I could be as the safest person. I could be wearing shin guards and knee guards and, and in a bubble, and I could be safe, but that doesn't account for everyone else around me. Moving, I, you know, caught up in their own world, in their own head, texting, driving, what have you. So now they say, be aware, and that's something that I try to do. That's something that I try to tell people. Every time I tell someone about being doored, and they drive cars, and they said, oh, you know, that's not something I think about when I open my car door, which is scary in terms of uh, driving education, but that's one more person that knows. So I'm hoping that with this starting now, that you know, I, I still will send my kids out there when they ride bikes and say, be aware, but maybe I can just end it with, you know, have fun. And that'll be what I'm really stressing. Thank you. Yeah. So these are the last three speakers, and then we got to roll. Um, the one thing that I've been really thinking about is I've been hit by cars that have left the scene about three times. Um, and on two of those, one of them I didn't even come off my bike and was able to keep riding. The, that was right down the street on Little Santa Monica. Uh, the others, I didn't even see the car that hit me until it was at least a block away. Many hit and runs don't get reported because the cyclist doesn't, either doesn't even know what hit them, doesn't know who hit them, or they don't even have enough evidence to even do anything about it. And I know people that have brought those issues before the police. And they're just pretty much just like, well, we can't do anything because you have no information. And there's no recourse at all for cyclists if, or any other vulnerable road user if they're hit and don't have any information on what, to, on what hit them. I was hit uh, on Silver Lake Boulevard back in, I think it was February, and I was standing next to my bicycle inside the door zone, like within a foot of a car, and I was... I hit from behind and spun around, and by the time I could even stand up and look and see what hit me, the car was out of my sight. I could see a car way down the road, and that was it. So, I, I mean, the biggest thing is, if you are in a collision, you have to try and get every, all the information you can, license plates, whatever. If you can't, there's no recourse. And that's another thing that we really need to be looking towards, some way of fixing that. I mean, the... What options are there? So, so a point I just wanted to make, adding to uh, to what he was talking about, is there is a, a, a very common problem in the accountability of drivers in that we do not uh, enforce the laws against people using dealer plates on their cars. But if you go into any major parking lot and you just 
go and look at all the different plates, you're going to find a bunch of plates that are dealer plates. And when somebody has a new car, they're required to display a temporary license in their window. And if they don't have that, they're breaking the law. And we just simply don't enforce that. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's being forced to me. I see cars with dealer plates all the time. There was the incident that was all over Midnight Riders recently with the, the Hummer that tried to plow into a group of people. No, no, uh, no license plate. And they, the, the drivers of the car even were said to have been heard to say no plates. Like that, no plates, no accountability. They can go through red light cameras, no accountability. And that has to change. We cannot tolerate uh, having no plates on a car. They're too dangerous to be allowed to have no accountability. Hey guys, wrapping it up. How many of you agree that LA is a wonderful city to live in? How many of you love riding on the street? How many of you are willing to go further than this to make a change? We all are, and we all should be. I just want to remind everyone that we have two things on our side. We have each other, and we have our vote. We have to use it. We need to get behind people who have our same mentality. We have Stephen Box running, who is in my district. I have, I have six roommates, and they're all going to vote for him. You know why? Because I'm going to tell them to. And all of you should be doing the same thing. We should be looking for ways in order to get around this. We can't just sit by idly and say, these things are wrong without having a solution. So I say we all, Alex is coming up with a lot of great ideas and a great, and a great uh, progression, but we all need to stay on top of it so this doesn't happen again because we can't afford it to. Life is precious. I love all of you. So be safe out there. And if anything does happen, this is a reminder to call it in to the police officers. Like it or not, they are our allies in this. They don't want to see anyone hurt. They're here to protect and serve for the most part. <laughs> so thank you very much. Here's Alex. I got a postscript afterwards. So all this talk about hit and runs, there's one other thing we can do, and that is prepare ourselves as we're riding on the street for these kind of situations to come about. It's not something we want to make ourselves scared to be on the streets about, but we definitely want to be aware. When you guys are riding, practice looking at license plates. Practice seeing plates and being able to quickly read those plates and to memorize those plates. If you go down in a crash and you're hit and you happen to get that plate, do everything you can to record that plate. When I was hit, I managed to get my phone out as I'm lying in the street. I texted it to myself and I was able to remember the plate that way. And later on, I actually forgot the plate and I was lucky that I did that. You also have to see the person's face, believe it or not. The city attorney is afraid to go to trial if you didn't see the person's face. So do everything you can to try to see that person. And do everything you can to talk to people that are on the side of the road and appeal for their help in going after the person or staying as a witness. It's very important that you get witnesses. It's very important that you get as much evidence as you can so that we can do what we can now to get these people until the laws are changed so that they're not incentivized to run. Thank you everybody for coming out.
LA Critical Mass this Friday. Santa Monica Critical Mass next Friday. We're going to do this again at LA Critical Mass, and this time Alex Thompson is going to get bloody. We're going to take him and yeah. dump him in a trash can full of blood. <laughs> Just Alex Thompson. Then we're going to hang, string him up on the. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. But. <laughs> So we'll see you guys at Critical Mass, our friends from the LAPD, who now love us. So we'll just skip this and say that uh, we'll have next week's Critical Mass. uh, We'll talk about it at the next bike uh, talk. It is Kill Radio. Remember, talk is still cheap coming on later. Let's get to the the postscript on this right now. And thank everybody else. We're not thanking them, though. All right, one last thing. If you guys want to talk about this more, it's really rare, but tonight we're going to be on KPFK with Bike Talk. You're welcome to call in. I'll have the phone number. You can always check about it. What time? Tonight at 11 o'clock, Bike Talk. I know. Drive time, right? Bike Talk, 11 o'clock. Call in tonight. We're going to have this as one of the subjects tonight. I'm running the show. They left me the keys. Who, who, who would have thought, huh? So if, if you think talk is cheap, call in tonight, KPFK. We're going to be on the radio. Thanks a lot. This is huge, everybody. 90.7 KPFK is the most powerful signal on the West Coast. Let's let the people hear it. That's amazing. Bike talk. I'm glad to bike hear it. Bike talk tonight. Yeah. Yeah, bike talk. Yeah, I'll get you the phone number. I got to get it out of my bag. Yeah, I got the phone number. It's right here. Well, there you go. Bike talk. Mentioned on a couple things. Yeah, the show on uh, Tuesday. We want to thank uh, Joe Linton for coming in and uh, doing his best to uh, sort of. Everybody sort of accused him of being like, let's let's just say part of some militant regime. I don't think so. It's really hard to just get anything done with chicken leather and black woman psychic in the room. Let alone Glenn Bailey. That guy. He's he's out there, man. He he had an opinion on everything. Anyway, Kill Radio. Um, yeah, it's been suggested we might be there. On a more permanent, let's just say, um, bi-weekly, if not uh, daily basis. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Can you just see Bike Talk daily? Wow, what a concept. It is Kill Radio. This is the end of Bike Talk. Coming in is um, beneath the uh, underground, right? Underdog, underground, under underwear. If you, and speaking of underwear, I'm ready to go shred my underwear on this uh, Eats and Treats rides. We stopped by. I know you didn't notice, but we were out of the studio. Anyway, it is Kill Radio. We want to thank everybody on Bike Talk today that contributed, and we want to send our best out to, to Lewis. That's, um, we just want to hope that he recuperates even more. So, And uh, I, know, I know it's not in the let's just say in the cards right now that he get back on his bike but we want to wish him well in, in just his endeavors in the future and uh, not not to fret but there's you you too can do your best if if you're even in listening and you're not a cyclist just in, in your car if you notice and pass with care that cyclist there just all they want to do is share the road with you and get from point A to B and with that being said I'm, I'm heading out to get to point a, from point A to B uh, I'm 
everybody's accusing me of, of just going out and having a good time on the treats and beats ride. That's not true. Uh, I'm actually going to go volunteer over at the bike oven with Black Woman Sidekick shortly. So we'll see you there this afternoon. You have a great day biking in Los Angeles. One last thing. They always put some bike-related thing. I guess this is bike-related. This is under the marble fever. And this is on, um, that's right, one of our favorite record labels. The Skinny Beat right here, record label. It is Kill Radio, Bike Talk, out.